was a whole phase where I would randomly go to a hangout and just start talking about bras. Or I would, I would like, we're in the middle of the office and I'm Great like, yeah, together, and right? I'm like on the lunch table and I'm like, so guys, how do you feel about bras? Welcome to the e-commerce growth podcast, the show where I talk about how you can turn your visitors into repeat customers. This includes tips, trends, and conversations with store owners and thought leaders across the e-commerce industry to help you learn how to grow revenue faster for your business. Don't forget to subscribe to my podcast. I'll drop brand new episode each week. Also join our Facebook group and YouTube page if you haven't already, where you break down each of the episode throughout the week. I'll post the links in the description box. So let's get started. Today we have Monshita, founder of Shape, also known by their tagline, Just Wear Shape. Shape is an intimate clothing line providing comfortable, seamless inner wear for South Asian women. It's an extraordinary e-commerce business that also works on the eradication of taboos. It's a pleasure to have you in our show, so let's start our conversation. We want to know how you started Shape and what basically triggered you to build a company that's this unique? Okay, thank you so much for having me here today. It's a pleasure. Um, Shape. I started Shape as a very frustrated customer. Uh, my question was very simple. I'm an average size Bengali girl and why is it that there's no bra options for me no matter where I go? Uh, whether it's from Dhaka College to like any fancy shop in Dhanmondi or Gulshan. And the core problem after months of research I realized was that no one was making lingerie for Bangladeshi girls. Um, it's not just about Bangladesh, it's a, it's a whole South Asian factor and problem. Because in my consideration, I realized we are, uh, most of the products that's available here mm-hmm. is based, are basically products that are being made for uh, the European market or the American market. And we're m- applying that size measurement and metrics to the Bangladeshi production technique, which is proportionately increasing the sizes. But that's not true because Think of, imagine a European young woman and a Bengali young woman. Our body type is not similar. The structure is different. So the products that's supposed to cater to our inner wear has to take that uh, differentiation or adaptiveness into consideration. Mm -hmm. And I think realizing that sort of pushed me to uh, starting shape. And when I actually started shape, uh, my first thought was that I wanted to do size consultation only. Because the second problem that I realized was when I was, I, I love traveling uh, and uh, whether it's to, it's to different countries and I'm exploring lingerie a lot, we, we do that, girls love that. So I realized that there is a very uh, smooth size consultation option that makes your shopping experience a whole lot better mm-hmm. and curated. But in Bangladesh, if you walk into a shop or worse, if you go to Dhaka College, your size measurement would be some random guy staring at you and saying, I don't think you're 36, I think you're 38. So that doesn't work for us. So I thought this is another big problem because it's a very social angle to the problem. Uh, So my thought, initial thought was maybe if I helped women in Bangladesh figure out their correct size, Uh, because more than 80% women don't know their correct size. Mm -hmm. A lot of people don't realize that they don't know the correct size. Mm -hmm. So I wanted to start from a consultation angle, but soon I realized that 
this solution cannot stop at just the consultation because after the consultation we need to introduce proper uh, products and so, that is how shape eventually took off. That's a great angle actually and I, I think you have tackled the problem pretty well. It's a very big problem and honestly speaking I don't see any other company working on this side of the problem. They're mostly bringing in the same products that we have been seeing in ages and supplying those things and due to taboo and I think due to also secrecy and again mostly taboo people are just buying those things right so uh, you are basically creating a wave where you are selling the right product to the right people so I cannot understand that it, it came from your own experience but how did you actually convert it into a business okay all right so uh, as most business start off, we, when we identify a problem, yeah. we talk to a lot of people around us. Mm -hmm. And in my case, uh, so bra is a taboo, right? Yeah. So, uh, and uh, I, I'm one of those people who would, who's, I'm, I'm very okay with having uncomfortable conversations. So I, I think before starting Shape, there was a whole phase where I would randomly go to a hangout and just start talking about bras. Or I would, I would like, we're in the middle of the office and I'm Great like, yeah, and I'm like on the lunch table and I'm like, so guys, how do you feel about bras? <laughs> and I realized that the moment I bring up the topic after uh, you get through that initial 30 seconds of awkwardness and women just rant, there are, there's a lot more problems because wearing your wrong, uh, Wearing a wrong bra size actually is a contributory factor to long-term health damages. But talking to all these people made me so strongly feel like, okay, somebody needs to do something about it. Why is no one doing anything about it? And I think there was a point of, I would say, desperation and passion that came together for me where I was like, okay, I think I will do something about it. And uh, that is how eventually this got converted into a business. I had to learn a lot, I had to study a lot. My background is in journalism, but I think all I've studied last two years is like lingerie and techniques <laughs> and stuff like that. Um, so yes, this is how Shape started. So <clears throat> once you have the idea, you, you have to now bring in lingeries, you have to take care of the supply part, and you have to take care of the demand part as well, like uh, giving this message to your end customer. So, what did you do to do this? Like, like in the supply part, what did you do to start things off? And in the demand part, how did, how did you let your customers know about Shape as well? Right, okay. So, we read this in um, my educational background, aside from journalism, was uh, basically uh, business in mm -hmm. school. And I think in class seven, they taught us something that we forget while we're growing up is every new business has to be a solution to a new problem or an existing problem. If yeah. it's not solving a problem, it's not a good business. Exactly. Like I could go open a boutique and sell as many salwakam as I want, uh, but that won't be solving a new problem or it. So with lingerie in my case was I identified that there was a problem that no one was talking about. So my first step was trying to get people at least around me to start having this conversation like is something really wrong with lingerie or is it just me? When I got that notion that okay it's not just me, it's, it's a bigger problem. Uh, when I started it was just me and my friends who had this problem I thought. Then I realized no this problem is like all over Dhaka, then all over Bangladesh. Now I realize this is all over the South Asia. Uh, with that in mind 
we identified what were the there were like 10 15 different problems and i couldn't solve all of that with just like any product i brought in so i identified what were the biggest struggles like there were three four pointers that i remember we noted down that was the highest point of struggle for everybody and then i started looking into products existing products that might have already been existing in other parts of the world that might bring a solution to this problem mm -hmm. and this is how we i worked with someone from my team to bring in do the right product sourcing so we i think we we started out with our seamless bras and this solved more than just the comfort angle of the bras this solved a social problem so i'll give you an example uh, when we wear bras uh, with like t-shirts and stuff and when there's a very thin lining of the bra popping in out there are lots of people who would have a problem with it you a girl would walk down the street and someone would be called off oh uh, like you know what size are you wearing or something like this or like if if, if the color is visible like you're wearing a white t-shirt with a blue bra and someone would actually comment about it um, so our seamless bra solved that problem like when you're wearing that product, no matter how thin of a fabric you're using or what color uh, outfit you're wearing, nothing shows. It, it's seamless. And, uh, and of course, it was comfortable and solved other lingerie struggles. So we started off with that product and people loved it. Um, because this is something I very proudly say that there are lots of brands across Bangladesh who've been providing uh, lingerie for all these years. What Shape did differently is we started off by thinking what's the problem here yeah. and we're a very solution oriented company so that is something in terms of this, this is where sourcing and the marketing came together for us you know like we, we, we sourced something that solved a problem that we could talk about in our marketing mm -hmm. uh, and th this is something that really worked for us and people loved that factor that they're trying to talk about something that people are uh, not comfortable addressing yet so in terms of marketing or let's say demand generation so normally, again, I, I do believe this is something that would go a lot uh, from word to mouth as well. But what else worked for you? Did you do any, like, let's say, influencer campaign? Did you spend in Facebook ads, Google ads, or any other innovative things? So w just let us know what marketing tactics work for you in the longer run. So another, uh, so a few of the tactics that worked really well for us is one, moving into a platform where other people were not treating it as a, eco, uh, as a, you know, business mm -hmm. uh, or lead generation platform, mm -hmm. which was Instagram for us. Yeah. Right now things are a little different. Two years back, think about it, no one saw Instagram as like a sales channel, mm -hmm. and we started off at Instagram. One of the reasons being we were trying to create a two-way uh, communication space mm -hmm. and uh, Facebook is more like you put out a content it goes out if people love it or they really hate it they're gonna interact with you otherwise it's basically very basic in Instagram this the tools are designed in such a way that it lets you interact with the customer real time mm -hmm. when we moved into Instagram as a business uh, channel there weren't a lot of other existing businesses there. So that helped us really own that space. So Instagram, that really worked for us. Second thing that we did is we talked about body positivity and size inclusiveness. This was a big winner for us. And this is not something that's 
just in terms of marketing because this is one of our company values so we're very loud about this in terms of our marketing like we believe in you being body positive how are your company growing i i, I heard that you started with something around 20 30 orders per month and now it's almost 30 40 x of that so it's it's almost growing very fast as i can see so what's the what's for the future i mean what the target you have in your mind that you want to go into the say, next two or three years? Um, it's hard for me to define that in terms of how many orders I see per month happening like two years from now. Uh, but I, I will share where I see shape in two to three years. Like mm -hmm. when, when we started out, we had like we were just on Instagram. We had 20 orders per, uh, per month, which was not a lot. And then like, uh, Sometime down the line, we had like, you know, five times that and then it, it sort of amplified. Uh, now we have an offline store in Bonani, uh, which is like, which is something that I did not expect would happen in like two years. Um, two, three years down the line, I want to go beyond, uh, beyond Dhaka, you know, like, because in year zero, we were like, thinking beyond Instagram was huge for us. Then it was like multi-platform. Now we are in two years, we are in like a few offline spaces. We're working on those. Uh, but I want to soon in the next two, three years be in like, you know, other parts of Bangladesh, Chittagong, Silet, uh, Khulna and all these other places. And then a little further down the line, I imagine we should be able to move to other countries because I feel this is not a Bangladeshi problem. This is yeah. This is a problem that exists in Asia, uh, in India, in uh, Indonesia, in all these other region, uh, neighboring countries. And I think we have a scope, a good market to go out there and solve those problems. I do have an interesting vision sometime down the line. I don't know when. Amar, I love airports. So I want to have a shape shop at an airport someday. Yeah. That's yeah. That's you, you should have. So I mean, uh, maybe something after the L'Oreal shop or maybe maybe after Marcus and Spencer and then the shape. Yeah. Um, start with Bangladesh. Might yeah. Easy. Yeah. So, I mean, everything is a good story. Everything actually inspires us a lot. Not in terms of just sales, honestly speaking, in terms of breaking barriers as well because the story of shape is a story of breaking barriers. And the way we started, uh, you did not embrace the normal e-commerce technique, but you moved more towards the conversational technique. You educated your customers, like giving them proper consultations and then converting them to sales. So, uh, which is a lot of things. I, I, I mean, uh, a lot of customers or a lot of e-commerces are embracing the same techniques. They are not just putting up shop, they are What's your take on that? I mean, do you see in near future you will be having more conversations with the people or do you think you will be getting more into complete e-commerce thing in, in future? So what do you want? So this is a combination of two things. Uh, I There's another interesting thing we did at Shape over the last two years is after I think the first year, mm -hmm. uh, I realized that having there's only so many conversations you can have yourself. So it's not scalable. So what we did is, uh, and for lingerie, is, it's such a 
tabooed topic it's something that we are not comfortable talking about in person unless it's a complete all female group or uh, it's 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 very difficult for people to get started and have a conversation around lingerie so when we moved or expanded our platform to facebook uh, aside from our page we opened up a group and now the group technique is nothing new it's very basic a lot of people have like uh, all these e-commerces also have their own groups where people like come in and talk about their product is this available and stuff like that what we did differently is we created this group it's called girl talk by shape and we don't talk about products in that group that group is for women to talk about anything and everything that is uh, private and they can talk about it anonymously or not uh, and it is this this is a group where people have conversations around uh, period about sex about bras about things that they are not comfortable about in other groups so we created a safe space for women in it's it's a small corner in facebook but it's a safe space for women where uh when we started there were like 5 600 people now we have uh, 26000 plus women in that group who are actively talking about all these things and they are sharing advices and uh, helping each other uh so one of the reasons i said is conversations are not that scalable is because i as a person or shape as a brand can only talk to so many people and if you you're on top of people's mind hammering about bra vibras vibras we don't want to do that we want people to genuinely be able to take benefit of a space and in in that space when we do sometimes launch a new product when we do sometimes uh, when people are talking about the kind of bra struggles they are having and when we're being able to genuinely help them out not by saying buy this product by but by you know helping them identify you you know this is what's wrong with this particular product that you're talking about and that helps them get a better understanding of what works for their body type what doesn't work for their body type uh so this is uh, we let everyone else take charge of the conversation so that sort of worked for us really well because it's it's a self running machine uh like for most groups if the admin stop posting that group will die in like a week uh this is one thing that we did differently while now we are at a stage where for the rest of the sales funnel we are trying to move outside of these socials only mm-hmm. one of the reason being when we have for example a sale or when it's times like eid mm-hmm. our team is like they just almost drop dead to the floor <laughs> like okay i don't know how to process this order this because like there's like so many orders so many messages and people basically uh get a little anxious because they have not gotten a response for like 5 6 hours straight and then because we are also processing all these things so now we're looking into solutions that help us you know automate that part like at least maybe new customers will need the size consultation but then there are all these older customers or uh, repeat customers who can go directly to a website or a platform and place an order on their own which is much more smoother takes lesser time and yeah. is a way scalable process than having talking to someone on on a facebook messenger to place an order completely makes sense i think we 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 also see the same problems in multiple stores and uh the whole myalis team is pretty excited to build a solution that actually can handle all these problems and yeah let's talk about this after the podcast so i think this was a very enlightening talk uh 
our audience really love all these sort of conversations where we, we put up challenges and we solve those and you are really an embodiment of that. You, you started something that was not there. Thank you so much.